1: Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we keep you motivated, inspired, and thinking big. Upleveling into quantum revenue is a choice that we can all make in any moment and then continue to make that choice to stay in that space each day. On this podcast, Ursula will share revenue growth strategies to reach your next level and introduce you to CEOs just like you who are making it happen. What's your next quantum leap going to be? See it, own it, and take that first step. If this is you, then Ursula wants to invite you to join us at the next 2X Intensive now. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. You're listening to Quantum Revenue Expansion with your host, Ursula Menchez. Let's go
0: everybody welcome back to part two so you're listening to the quantum revenue expansion where we make your annual income your monthly income and today uh, my guest is back rebecca hall we're talking about seven secrets to scaling your business we're talking about the insider stuff the stuff that no one ever talks about whether you want to go from six figures to seven figures or you just want to get through your first six figures, this scaling conversation is for you. Here's what I'm going to say, though. If you missed part one, go back and listen to it, because I tell you all the things about Rebecca that you want to know. And you don't want to miss what we talked about, which was team, time, and marketing. And, you know, just kind of all the secrets out there. So Rebecca, welcome back. We're just going to jump in, because I want to make sure we get to all of the things. And so next, we want to talk about sales. So moving out of the marketing, which... We had a really fun conversation about what people miss about marketing and that it doesn't have to be hard and that there's really, there's really a science to it. Once those prospects, those leads start coming in, it's time to talk about sales. Of course, it's one mm-hmm. of my favorite topics. I wrote the book, Selling with Intention, back in the day. Sometimes I go back and look at that book and I'm like, you know, it still makes sense today. Like there's, sure. There are very clear principles <clears throat> when it comes to um, you know, sales and selling. So, from your perspective, having been in a lot of people's different programs and rooms, and just you know, mm-hmm. being a human on the planet buying things for the last X amount of years, what are the myths about selling, and what do you think some of the secrets are?
2: Um, well, some of the myths are that I have to convince somebody. <laughs> We're in this convincing game, so we like right. overdo the features and benefits about why. You should buy my thing or why I'm so amazing or why you can trust me. And I think we're just missing the mark. Uh, Anytime I've ever bought something, it's because we that thing is solving a a problem or meeting a need for me. That's it. Like it really is that simple. And, you know, if you go back and listen to the episode where we're talking about marketing and how you don't have to have tens and tens of thousands of leads, it kind of plays in here. Because if you really know who your top 20% is, and you really understand what their problems and their needs are, and you look at what you have right. and say, this solves that problem, sales become very easy. In fact, we say like people will buy, and that's a lot easier than you selling. Right. You know, when, I, <clears throat> when I need food for my fridge. I just get up on my own volition and go to the store. (laughs) I don't have someone going door to door being like, do you have food in your fridge? You might want to think about coming to my store. Right. And so I think sometimes we miss the simplicity of sales where it's not about convincing you that my thing or that I'm amazing. It's that, hey, you have this problem. Here's the symptoms of that problem. And my thing solves that. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Like
0: we always talk about, and you always add the, or meet a need, right? Solve a problem, meet a need, solve a problem, meet a need. Like what's the problem that you're solving for your client or your prospect? And then what's the need that it meets for them? And we can spend, I mean, I remember all the books I read on sales and selling and the sales process, and some were so complicated. I mean, I remember almost wanting to be in tears. And after a while, I just realized that so much of that wasn't necessary. You know, sure. if we, you know, one of the chapters in selling with intention is connecting with intention. Like when you connect with someone, you have a real human conversation with them and you ask enough open-ended questions to figure out what their problem yeah. is. You can figure out like, oh, great. I can solve your problem or I'm going to refer you to somebody else. Right. I used to say that it's like, Hey, Rebecca, you know, if I can help you grow your sales, I'd love to do that. If not, I'd love to refer you to somebody else. And so for our listeners is like, can you say something like that? Of course you can. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's like. Ask those questions, literally open-ended questions that are pain-related or goal-related. And how, I mean, I mean, that's what we do. That Our whole process with talking to our clients is, you know, and our prospective clients is just asking those key questions of where are they in business right now? Where are they stuck? Where do they want to go next? And can we, and do we believe, and this is really important for us, Rebecca, I think we, we really take this seriously. Do we believe we can help the person in front of us? Mm-hmm. And if we can, then we think it's a disservice if we don't offer them a next step with us.
2: Absolutely, 100%. I mean, that's, that's why they're talking to you in the first in the first place. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm popular. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> actually, that was a kid. Uh, that's why we do this live, right? It's super right. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's having the confidence that you can solve the problem, you the need which here's the thing it's not about who you are as a person so much or who you think you're not that confidence piece comes into sales all the time you know like oh i don't i hope that i can actually fulfill on this thing or i hope i do a good job or i hope they don't judge me the way i do this thing for them mm-hmm. and that happens again you know when you're when you're in a service based business it seems to happen a lot okay like whoever made my pots and pans i don't know who that is they probably don't even care if i like them or not Right? right? But, you know, <laughs> a service-based, you know, thing that it does kind of like, who is that face behind the business? But I always talk here about integrity. And I know that most of us have the integrity that if there's something that, you know, happens in a sales process or a fulfillment process that the client's not happy about, I know that I'm integrous enough that I'm going to do everything I can to fix it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I lean on in sales. Like right now, The conversation that we're having, the problem you say that you're having, I know I can, I know I can meet that. I know the thing that I offer fixes that problem. And I want to do that for you. I want to, I want to provide that service for you. And I don't ever think for a second, like, well, what if it doesn't work? Or what if something goes wrong? Yeah. I don't know. It's a variable. You know, we live in a human world with humans and things go wrong all the time. Is that the end of the world? No. Do they, the, the things that go wrong get fixed most of the time? Absolutely. And you oh, would give goodness. that same grace to someone that you bought something from. If you weren't happy with something and said, hey, this isn't working for me, or I ordered this steak medium and it's overcooked, like, is it at the end of the world? No. And if they fix it, you actually, like, you yelp them. If you You're like, them you, you guys for? are great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <clears throat> they fixed my problem. So sometimes your client actually appreciates the care at which you deliver or fulfill um, more than, than even the thing itself. And so there's just got to be that trust. Yeah.
0: Well, and, you know, in our company, at Ursula Inc., it's like, <clears throat> we don't necessarily celebrate our errors, but we kind of laugh at ourselves and we, we're very transparent with our clients. <laughs> and there are times when it's like, you know, a wrong email goes out or mm-hmm. a wrong Zoom link for the hundredth time or something, you know, something that we, we've had staff transitions and that's affected things and handoffs. And and rather than just being like mortified and feeling terrible, we tell our clients, we're like, here's what's going on. Here's why this happened here's what we learned from it. And in the end, most of our clients are lovely and very like, they're like, most of them don't even care, right? They're like, okay, no big deal. I got the Zoom link, get over it, that we care more than they do. And, or they're like, I'm so glad you talked about that because now that happens to me, I know what I'm going to do or I know how to handle it. So it's the opportunity to just be transparent. Yeah. All right. So we're going to keep moving because I think the, like the, the real core of the sales piece is, is don't make it harder than it needs to be. Don't think you have to write super complicated sales scripts, you know, solve a problem, meet a need, ask open-ended questions, find their pain point. Can you help them? If you can, it's a disservice to not offer that. Mm -hmm. So once that's all happening, like we have team, you know, we have team helping us, we're growing the business, we've got a handle on our time, the market is going out, sales are coming in, and then stuff starts to break in the background, right? Like there's, you know, systems and operations, like is critical. It's definitely not my favorite thing to talk about, but it's definitely my favorite thing to fix in my business because it makes my life easier. So right. a lot of times we're, we're talking about it. What, like, I know it's something you love, you geek out on it. What do you think people get wrong about systems and operations or, you know,
2: just. So <sighs> yeah. They don't think it through. They, I, okay. yeah, there's so much energy attached to the money-making part or the sales part. And we get so excited, like, oh, I got a sale or we're going to hit a sales goal that we forget the the next part, which is actually fulfilling, right? (laughs) It's kind of like being excited that you got married and you got the ring and you got the piece of paper and then like totally dropping the ball on like the rest of the relationship, right? So, you know, it's really taking the time to delineate the steps of fulfillment, right? And that's where systems come in. And we did this training, uh, I think it was last month yeah. with our clients when we talked about like, what, what is a system? Like, what do you think a system is? And you know, what it what came back was, you know, yeah, it's a bunch of tasks that you do to get something done. And it's like, mm. so here's all these ingredients to make a chocolate cake, go for it, figure it out. It's, it's I call it the context within the content. Yeah. So you, know, you have someone buy and like, here's what they get. Like really think about how that how we move from one task or one piece of that task to the next. And that's what creates a system. A system is something that can run pretty much by itself. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of things that we consume are part of systems. You go to McDonald's, that's a system. You go, you buy a car, that car was built with a system. And I think a lot of times we miss that because, we tend to be creative entrepreneurs. We don't like the details. It's not the fun part. Um, I'll tell you what's really fun is when you have a system that works and does things for you, and then you can go do fun stuff yourself <laughs> that aren't yep. in your business, or that you can, that a system so good that you can hand it off to somebody else and they can do it. So, systems and operations are super important. I think the biggest thing is we just don't think through it, we don't take the time to think through what it is. And or we put so much that if it gets broken, we have like a come apart, we devalue ourselves or our word or whatever. And it, you know, it just doesn't have to be that way. Just step in, fix it. Systems evolve over time because we live in an ever-evolving world. Um, you don't you don't go and do things the way that you used to do, do them uh because of a lot of things. You get older, you get sore, there's new technology, there's just a different cultural way of doing things. Um, and so we forget that it's an evolution of the system, but yeah. I really think people don't stop. It's not about being smart and logical. That's not how you build a system. It's just being willing to be present with the fulfillment or the thing that you're trying to get done uh-huh. and just taking the time to do that. And then once you do that, you know, like if you had a, I love metaphors, I always say a metaphor, yeah. to death. you know, <clears throat> if you had a yard full of weeds and you only, you know, handled those weeds three or four times a year, that, that would be a crappy project. Like it would take days and you'd be sore and all that. But the truth is if you cleared all that once, and then you had a system where every week you just went and poked what had just come, pulled what just, just come up, that was not a hard system. It takes a few minutes and you handle it. And then you've got the result of that system all year round. So it's thinking of it in terms of that, just being willing to dig in. It's not hard. It's just, Be present. Take the time. What is the process? What needs to happen? Mm -hmm. What are the key points? Document it. How often do you need to do that? Yeah. Um, And I do think that's fun. Some people might be like, wow, I I don't want to be a business owner now. Thanks Rebecca. But you know, if you can think it, someone else can do it. So that's the other cool part about it is just, if you can think it through. That's where you hire it out.
0: Well, I think from a practical piece, and this is what I wish someone else would have told me. I think one of the secrets is like, it's like, well, how, where do I even begin? I, I, I'd love to pay attention to when I start to do something more than once that I don't really want to be doing, or I shouldn't be Mm -hmm. doing, it goes back to, should I be doing this or should I delegate it? Right. Or should it be done at all? Maybe, maybe we do something that's just total waste of time. Like we find these things in my business and I'm like, stop doing that. Like we need to streamline this even more. There needs to be a better system in place. And so, you know, as a CEO, watch for those things that you're doing that you're like, why am I doing this again? Like if you mm-hmm.
2: find yourself asking that it's because you don't have a system in place, there's something missing. Right. And, and also yeah. when you're doing something, know what the result, like, why are you doing that thing? Because yeah. that goes back to our time conversation where it's like, I'm just spending time doing things in the business. Yeah. But we actually don't know like really what the result is of a lot of things that we do or where it fits or if it's efficient or like you said, if I even need to be doing it. So Part of it is just, it's not about spending time, guys. It's about really getting present to what the process is so that you can get to the completion of that or the result or the inspection of what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, in human design, I'm a projector. And you really validated the fact that you're like, oh yeah, of course, that's why you delegate everything, which I still want to know more about that. But I think it's like (laughs) knowing, you know, if you're not a generator, if you don't know what human design is, you'll go Google it and learn more about it. But um, if you don't know your human design, you can... There's a lot of places you can just get it for free. I'm sure Rebecca's gonna have that on her site one of these days. But you know, (laughs) know how you operate. For me, whether it's human about human design or not, like there's just I'm not good at admin stuff. I shouldn't be doing it. There should be a system in place or a team member to support me with that. And so I I think of delegating as a sport and creating systems (laughs) as a sport. It's like there's a better way to do it. Okay, we don't have lots of time left. I want to make sure we have time to talk about (laughs) mindset. And then the quantum realm, which has been a big a big conversation in the co-creation community this year, which is one of our, it's our coaching group for seven figure clients and above. So let's talk about mindset first, um, which I, I would say mindset is a big conversation at the CEO table with our clients who are going from six mm-hmm. figures to seven figures of, of that, like really asking, who mm-hmm. do I need to be? Who do I need to be if I want to have a seven figure business? Right, And, you know, it's like, I know this is an area I struggled. I would say mindset was probably my biggest struggle as a CEO wanting to grow my own business when I left someone else's business to start my own. And it's just, it's a constant piece of like, what's the story I'm telling myself or what's the belief that I, am you know? And it's so much easier to hear other people's stories and their limiting beliefs and things when they say them. But hearing our own, it's like, you gotta have someone around. You gotta have a coach or someone else. Like Rebecca, you always say, well- what do you say? Lots of things, but you know, is that, is that really what you want to believe or where are you going with that? Or you you'll, you'll have kind of a stop process and I do the same with our clients. So what are the secrets about mindset that you don't think yeah. people
2: know? Well, I think one of the myths that I, that I see about mindset is people think it happens in the business. Uh, they read business books. They read, you know, they read to be inspired to change their mindset about their business and the truth is, is mindset is the work you do outside of the business to benefit the inside of the business. Yeah. And it's not about what you know, or it's not about, you know, reading the latest book and getting like pumped up and inspired, like, oh my I've shifted my mindset. I'm totally into this now. You know, mindset really is a way of being and it is it's who you're being. And it and that's more of a whole conversation. It's not who are you being when you're a wife or who are you being when you're a business owner or who are you being when you're a CEO. It really is the outside perspective that, you know, permeates or or punctures or, or, you know, who you're being or what you're doing all day. You know, I, I have people tell me like, you know, you don't think that anything's impossible. Like anywhere I talk, whether it's in business or out of business with my kids, with my friends, everything's a possibility. And that's just I've worked really hard in that mindset where I want to see solutions. I want to see opportunities. I don't want to see where we're stopped. I don't want to, I don't want to just succumb to like, well, that's not possible. And so I've done a lot of work on the outside to just change how I'm thinking. Whether it had to do with business or not, it didn't matter. I wanted to be a person with a mindset of possibilities, of opportunities. And so that resonates anywhere. You know, like I'll challenge anyone that's like. Well, I can't do that, or that's not possible, or that's not going to work. The very first thing I'm like, why? You know, what Mm -hmm. evidence do you have that that's not going to work? So I really, you know, it's not about just picking up the book. Mindset, in my opinion, is who you're being all the time, not just in the business. Mindset isn't only for the business. Mindset is for just how you're navigating through life.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like how you're being, who you're being in every moment, and and that it's a choice, and that you have you have a choice in that. And often, you know, a client might come to us and say, here's, here's what's happening. And the question is, well, is that what you want? Like, do you want that to be true or do you want something else? Cause we can get mm-hmm. really wrapped up in our stories and just get locked in. Like, this is how yeah. it is. That's not true. That might be how you think it is right now, but what else is available to you? Mm-hmm. I had a client today, like literally today who was like, you know, she's like, I've been rewriting. We met in 2013. I think she's like, I've been rewriting my story all these years. And she did like, she took the time to rewrite her story. And she's a tremendous story. I hope she writes a book about it someday because from where she was to where she is today, she's a different person, but Mm -hmm. she was willing to rewrite the story. And when I say rewrite the story, sometimes it's literally like writing down your future and what you want. And then it's being willing to live it on a day-to-day basis of what am I choosing in this moment, which really brings us to. The quantum realm. I know you and I both have, we have studied a lot of metaphysics. We've studied quantum physics in the co-creation collective with our CEOs who are over seven figures. We've been talking a lot about, about this, you know, even making quantum jumps. And from a scientific perspective, that that is a real thing. Like Mm -hmm. we make quantum jumps all the time. The question is, how can we become more intentional about it? That's one of the things we're doing that group, which I think has been just so much fun to see you know, to see the thought, like just to see what's happening. So, you know, I don't, I mean, I think when we first started working together and we were talking about this a little bit, but not to this level. So how does the quantum conversation, like, where is that for you right now? What do you feel like yeah. you've discovered over the last year or two in this space?
2: Yeah. I mean, the quantum is definitely what we don't know, what we don't know. Right. Right. And so then the question is, are you closed off to what you don't, what you know, you don't know, or are you open to what you don't know that you don't know? Uh, And I really think there's an area of trust that has to step in with this and uh, whether it's like a faith or a trust in God or a trust in the universe. But the truth is, is, you know, as humans, we on our own, we have a hard time bringing something into belief, right? It's only when as a collective, we demonstrate that for each other, that then the quantum becomes real. Mm -hmm. right you talk about quantum jumps and someone's like well this happened to me and then someone's like well that happened to me too and then all of a sudden this quantum jump is is a realistic thing and so I think it's you know I was listening to a training today um, in my certification and we were talking about how life really isn't strategic but we treat it as such and the thing is, does it matter that life is strategic or not
0: say more about that what do you mean
2: Well, just that we spend a lot of time like laying out plans of sure. We spend a lot of time determining how things will come about or how they need to play out or what denotes this or that. And the truth is in quantum realm, does that even matter? Because in the quantum realm, things just happen.
0: Right. You just you choose it without trying to figure out. Right. And
2: yeah, we're not talking about fate, right? Where you don't have free will or anything like that. Of course you do. But at the ease of what you approach you know, things happening or your life, like, what are you really doing? Are you muscling it? Are you taking it the hard way? Do you think it has to be a certain way? Are you actually just open to the experience and what you don't know and let things happen to you or receiving? You know, we've talked a lot the last couple of weeks about manifesting versus receiving. And it's not that manifesting isn't great, but manifesting turned into like a, a hustle and a grind. Mm-hmm. And if I work hard enough, if I think hard enough, then the manifesting will happen. And I don't really, personally, I don't see that happening in a quantum realm. A quantum realm is kind of like a, a serendipitous, like loop of, of um, what would you say? Acceptance, receiving and desire.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. So I think it's, it's been, I mean, I'm not going to claim to be an expert or anything, but it's definitely something I've been playing with and practicing with the last year or two. And what I'm noticing for myself is the ease at which things show up for me and the less stress or attachment that mm-hmm. I'm putting on the simplest of things. And, you know, yeah, everything's turning up roses. It's great. Will it always be like that? I don't know, but I'm not going to like get strategic and try and, you know, control it and hoard it or whatever, but it definitely has me more present in life. And then I'm, a am open to able, uh, open to be able to see, The things that actually are awesome in quantum.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And I think that, you know, for our listeners, just at a high level, we could have a deep conversation about, you know, quantum physics to remember that it all starts with choosing what you want, make the decision and get all in. Like, this is what I want. This is what I'm choosing. I'm all in. And then watch what happens around you, and you know, be willing to take those steps. Maybe you can manifest it on the couch, but there might be some steps involved with that. Yeah, which I think is a perfect place to land this plane. So Rebecca Hall, thanks for hanging out with us today. We talked about the secrets to scaling the stuff that no one's really talking about, and so we'll definitely have you back. And wish you a phenomenal year. Thanks for all you do for our. Share
2: this with your friends. It's a great conversation. Like in the yeah
0: definitely share this with your friends. Thank you. And leave us a review if this speaks to you and we'll see you back next week. Have a great week, everybody.
1: Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the 2X Intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.